everyone, and welcome back to the Midnight Bar. I'm your host, Alan Zach. Tonight, ladies and gents, we're going to be talking about Do You Know Your Best Friend Really? And oh boy, I'm excited about this topic, because do we really know our best friends as they claim they are, or are they going to backstab us in the very last minute after so many years of friendship knowing them? Let's get started to find out. So, we know a best friend is someone you can trust in your life, who has been there for the best and worst moments of your life. Whenever you need them, when you need someone to talk to, they're also the ones you know well and you like a lot. And they're not particularly a family member who doesn't care about you or even listen to any of your problems. That's why they're called our best friends. They're the closest and dearest friends to our hearts. But can we trust this person? Or are they really a backstabbing liar? So, here's the backstory of how I met my best friend during my senior year of high school. We were graduating and I was off to community college. Because that was the thing I could afford with my broke ass. So, I decided to go to community college and College of the Canyons. And you know, nice community college. I didn't have that many friends I was new there. So I decided to hit up my buddy. He was on Facebook. And you know how Facebook is. You could meet your friends that I used to go to high school with. So I hit him up, told him, hey man, you know, let's go hang out. Let's do something fun. So we decided to drive down to the beach. We hung out, we talked about our hopes and dreams. And then a few weeks later, we both decided, you know what? We should start a YouTube channel. It should be fun. So Jerry and I decided we're going to start our own YouTube channel to make funny videos on the internet. We didn't do this for profit. So understand, we first started this off just for the hell of it. It was fun. We were kids. We were 18, 19 years old. And we didn't know what was best for us. Jerry and I made the stupidest YouTube intro video. Our channel already had the dumbest name. But when we filmed our very first intro video, it was a complete disaster. Yes, it reached over 700 views, which was impressive for me. I was excited. I'm going to earn one cent from my video. Big surprise, guys. But our biggest mistake was we didn't even know that our lighting was bad. Everything about the editing didn't make sense. And Jerry told me, you know, he knows what he's doing. So everything's going to be okay later on. So once our video finally got posted, we made up to 10 subscribers that week. Jerry only had one thing on his mind. This video is going to go viral. I kept telling Jerry, dude, it's our very first YouTube video. It's not going to be viral. It's just our introduction. Chill, dude. Jerry was so excited. He shared it to all his friends on Facebook and on Instagram, telling everyone to go watch our YouTube channel. I told all my friends. He told his. And we gained over 100 subscribers in one month. It was pretty impressive. Jerry decided to introduce me to his girlfriend, Slash fuck buddy Ashley the following month. When I met her, we arrived at her house in my car inside her garage. She stared at me as if I was her next victim. Why am I a victim? Oh, she thinks I'm stealing Jerry from her. That makes sense. Don't girls get jealous? Yep. Jerry told me he wants me to meet his girlfriend, Ashley. I introduced myself to Ashley, telling her, hi. Hi. Nice to meet you. With an attitude. 
I looked at a girl and replied, Hey, nice to meet you too. In my mind, I'm thinking, What the fuck is wrong with this bitch? Why is she being so rude to me? But then I understand she just does not like me because her man's hanging out with me. We're making YouTube videos. Jealousy's flowing out of this chick. After we finished the introductions, Jerry told us, You know what, guys? Let's go grab some food. Sounds like a great idea, man. Yeah, I could eat. You know, I could eat you. I looked at Jerry thinking, what are they talking about? I'm so clueless at this moment. Don't worry, man. Everything's fine. We're going to go grab some burgers and some fries, and we could talk about our hopes and dreams again. I told him, that sounds great, man. Where do we go? Jerry told me, all right, how about if my girl chooses? That's perfectly fine with me. So, where are you thinking we're going to go, Ashley? You know, I was thinking maybe we could go to the veggie grill. I looked at her and replied, you want to go there? Haven't we already been punished enough in society as it is? How dare you talk like that about such a great place? Everything's vegan there, even the meat. Ashley was upset with me after what I said about eating vegan food. So we decided to get burgers. We stopped by the nearest restaurant and got ourselves some burgers and fries. And I love myself an avocado bacon cheeseburger. Mm-mm, scrumptious. Jerry and I were just enjoying our food and talking about our hopes and dreams again. Jerry told me he wants to be a musician playing on a big stage in front of thousands of people in a big audience while singing his favorite songs that he's been writing for so many years. He showed me one of them in a restaurant and I thought, oh, this is pretty interesting. Then he also told me he knew how to write stories so he wants to direct his own films one day, which was impressive, I thought. You know, I was just a normal kid. I had nothing going on in my life. I was going to school, studying engineering, which was not that fun, pretty dead. And Jerry told me, you know, I want you to be my YouTube partner, and we're going to go big, Alan. One day, we're going to be at the top, like PewDiePie. I laughed. Dude, you really think we're going to be as big as PewDiePie? I'm not laughing, man. It's going to really happen, and you're going to be on the top with me. The reality was, I support his dream. So I invested my own money from my financial aid, trying to help his dream happen. I helped him buy microphones and gear, and we bought a lot of stuff because we started saying YouTube better. I bought myself a GoPro camera so you could get more better action shots when we do projects in different days of our weekend. Then I started thinking about how nothing is working. All our ideas were basic. Every single idea we put out every single week sucked. My friend's editing skills, I'm sorry to say this, was terrible. When Jerry made his very first music cover video, let me tell you, he sounded like a skin cat in a tin can. That's how bad he sounded. I thought to myself, oh my god, this guy's horrible. And he's posting his videos on YouTube. Then Jerry decided to punish me. I thought it was a punishment to myself. He asked me, Hey, Alan, you know how to rap? No, dude. Why would I know how to rap? Come on, man. It'll be fun. Let me be honest with you. I should have never listened to Jerry because the moment I put on those headphones and I decided to rap some simple cover song, I sounded horrible. Jerry replied, That was great, man. It'll be a perfect viral video of you rapping horribly. 
and we'll post it on YouTube. It'll make tons of views. I looked at Jerry, and I smiled, saying, Yeah, dude. Yeah, it will be. <laughs> Inside, I was just disappointed, thinking that everything was over for me. The following week, Jerry and I decided to do the watermelon challenge to make just some YouTube videos and put it up there for some views. We thought every YouTuber's done it, the ones that are famous. Maybe we'll get some views. So Jerry and I bought some watermelons with my money, and I also got some rubber bands from a store, and we decided wrapping the watermelon for a few days. First, it didn't work out. Then we had to buy new watermelons because those ones exploded too early. And then Jerry decided to record, and we finally got good footage. But at one point, as Jerry was putting on the rubber bands, he didn't back up from the camera, and a watermelon shot up to his face and hit him right in the nose. Hey, man, do you need to go to a hospital? No, no, it's, it's fine, man. I was scared. My best friend was hurt. Dude, we need to go to the hospital. You got hit by a watermelon on your face. You're bleeding. No, it's fine. I'll just shake it off. So he shook it off, and we got back to continuing the videos. That following night, he was sitting on the computer editing the watermelon challenge video. I asked him, dude, are you okay? Dude, I'm fine. Just leave me alone. For some reason, Jerry was not in a mood to even talk to me. Hey, man, is everything okay with you? No, man. I'm just going through stuff with my girlfriend and my mom. I feel bad for him because he's my best friend, and I want to help out. The following morning, Jerry told me, All right, man, I'll do the introduction to the watermelon video. Hey, man, I thought we are doing this together. We're a team. No, no, no. I'm the face of the YouTube channel. You're just the, the psychic. The psychic. I thought to myself, hey, man, I come up with ideas. I buy the equipment, and you want to be the face of the camera? I'm better looking than you, Alan. You got nothing on me. I'm the best looking man out there. Inside, I was laughing, thinking, Bro, I look 10 times better looking than you ever will in your damn life. That very same day, I felt something off about Jerry. He felt so cocky. He was arrogant, and he thought he was better than anyone. I asked Jerry, is everything fine with you? He yeah, I'm fine, man. Leave me alone. You know, you think you're better than me and everything? I thought to myself, this guy thinks he's better than me? Why does he think that? I don't think I'm better than anyone. I'm just a normal human being. Jerry was just so aggressive. I don't know what was going on. He was having some problems with his girlfriend, Ashley. Next week, I decided to invite my friend from school. His name was Eddie. Eddie met my friend, Jerry. And I told him, hey, yeah, this is my best friend, Jerry. I know him for so many months. We've been doing YouTube together. He told me, hey, man, that's pretty impressive. What YouTube videos have you guys made? He saw our videos and he told me, you know what? I have an idea. How about if I become a PA for you guys? I'll show you guys' videos. You have better quality and lighting. I have equipment from school. Because I also go to the same school as Alan. And I'm part of the film department. So I'll be able to help you out. Jerry put on an evil smile on his face. I had really bad thoughts in my mind. Thinking, oh no, please tell me he's going to take advantage of my friend Eddie. He's a really nice guy. Just let him be. Alan, I have a great idea. We're going to make the most amazing YouTube video ever. And we're going to record my singing, and it's going to go viral. I kept telling Jerry, dude, that's not how music goes. You need to also get signed by a music label, and YouTube's not the only thing that can make you go viral. 
All right, Alan. Then we're going to use their terrible rap videos, and we're going to make them go viral. I kept telling Jerry, dude, that's not how YouTube works, man. After a few weeks, Jerry and I got better at editing videos and making them look better with the quality, thanks to my friend Eddie. I decided to film a leprechaun video. Jerry got jealous because he was not playing the main character again. I was the person who came up with an original idea. Jerry didn't even show up for the video. He was just making cracking jokes the whole time we were filming the video, saying some stupid things, some very racial stuff about me. And then eventually, I ended the video and I told Jerry, Dude, stop acting like a child, man. We're trying to make a good video. I came up with a video of a leprechaun. Don't ruin this for us. After the leprechaun video was over and we almost got arrested, you know, stuff happens because you're not allowed to film without a permit at all. Who knew? Jerry told me in the car, Alan, I am the head of the show and I call the shots. Dude, what's wrong with you? This is our channel. No, I'm the head of the channel and you are the shoe. Shoe? I'm the shoe of the channel? Yeah, man. You do not know what kind of talent I have compared to you. I could sing, I could dance, and I could act. That's not that it's important. People want to find YouTube videos interesting. It's based on our personalities. Not just everything we copy from other YouTubers. No, we're going to do this my way or no way at all. Okay, man. Well, let's figure something out. Maybe we could just come to agreement. Jerry just looked at me thinking, you know, this kid is so stupid. Maybe I can make him dance like a puppy one day. I already knew that Jerry was getting a high head of himself. This was not cool, man. In my mind, I was thinking. Jerry's just losing his damn mind, and he doesn't know what he wants anymore. Jerry started trying to control my life choices. The girls I saw, who I liked. He wanted me to date women that was completely out of my scale. I'm not going to lie. I have my type of women. Every person has their type. But he was trying to hook me up with his friends. This one girl, she was just weird. She wants to be a stripper. And my reply was, I'm sorry, I just don't date people like that. It's not my type. Jerry got mad because, you know, he wanted me to be the specific image. Because he wanted to be the top dog. I date someone bad. He dates someone good. He was constantly talking about himself. And he always kept me in the dark. He would try to brush off stuff like nothing was happening. I don't know. I felt used. And controlled. I didn't like this. But when I finally confronted Jerry one day in a car in front of my friends, he told my friends, Hey, get out of the car, guys. We're going to have to talk. Eddie told me, Alan, are you going to be okay? I replied, yeah, man. It'll be fine. Jerry and I will be done after we're finished with our conversation in the car. Eddie closed the side door of the van and left. Jerry and I became a conversation. I told him, what's up, dude? What's up, dude? You want to know what's up, Alan? Here are the disappointments of this group. You are a disaster. You're a, such a negative person who cares only about himself, about him being single. Who cares about your problems, man? You're bringing this group's morale down, and I don't want that. If you feel sad, fuck that. You need to grow up and get some balls, man. That's not cool, dude. I'm having some tough times right now. My family's being on my ass because they want me to finish school. I want to make YouTube videos. And college is expensive because financial aid is about to drop me. I don't give a shit, man. You need to stop being so codependent on me. I don't want to depend on you, man. It's not cool. What do you mean? 
You're ruining my wife, man, and my mood. Everyone in this group believes that if you don't change, you need to leave. I was so upset, and I replied, It's tough for me right now, dude. You need to understand. Grow up, Alan. You're not a kid anymore. Life sucks. Just suck it up, man. Once you finally grow up, your damn life will straighten out. I know, but what do I need to do, man? This shit's tough. I'm a teenager. Jerry closed his mouth and just punched the car window. I looked at him thinking, what's wrong with him? Is he really losing his mind? Lenny was about to get back in the car, but he saw that Jerry's hand was bleeding. He just backed up and went to go get some ice cream. My God, I don't know what was going on with my best friend. So at this point, it's been almost a year, and Jerry and I finally reconciled, became best friends again. He was just going through some traumatic stuff with his girlfriend, Ashley. I felt bad for Jerry. And let me tell you why. His girl, Ashley, always hated that another man would sit right next to Jerry in the car. If you were sitting in the passenger seat next to Jerry, if he picks you up, you need to be careful because a girl like Ashley enjoys hurting man for her own pleasure. When Jerry was about to drop me off, I told Jerry, hold up, man. I locked the doors and I told him, hey, man, we have to have a conversation. Okay, what's the problem? I thought everything's fine, man. We need to talk about Ashley. Jerry got very upset and worried at the same time. Okay, what's the problem, man? What's the problem? Your girlfriend slash fuck buddy is trying to hurt Eddie, me, and Lenny. And she told me, Alan, you know the very next time you try going near Jerry, I'm going to hurt you. I felt like my wife was at threat that day. Jerry laughed, thinking, <laughs> You know, that's kind of funny. She does that for fun. I like that about her. I told him, what's wrong with you, man? This chick's crazy. She's not right for you. Trust me. Jerry hated the fact that I was right. So he told me, Alan, shut the fuck up, man. You don't know what the hell you're talking about. I'm the most mature person here. I'm sorry, but I'm not a virgin like you. I'm not going to waste my time talking to someone like you about my love life. If you don't like it, get the fuck out of my car and we can stop being friends right now. I looked at my friend Jerry and replied, Dude, who cares what I am? I'm telling you she's bad for your health, your mental health. Alan, shut up. Get out of my car if you have a problem with her. I'll stop hanging out with you forever. Okay, everything's fine, man. Right? We're friends. Best friends. Yeah, man. We're best friends. Have a good day, Alan. Bye. The moment I close his van door... He just flies out of my neighborhood home. I tried calling him, but he's not picking up his phone. A few weeks goes by, and Jerry's not picking up his phone. So I decided to drive to his house. I'm sitting there. He comes out, and he tells me, Hey, Alan. How's it going? Not good, man. I'm having problems. Why? My aunt's violent. She's trying to always force me to do chores, and she doesn't understand me. She's pressuring me to do well in school, or she'll kick me out on the streets. Jerry and I came up with a solution. Technically, Jerry. Why don't we just move out? Why am I going to move out? You have five grand saved up. I have five grand saved up. We have jobs both, right? Yeah. So let's go move out. We'll make YouTube videos in our own town home, and it'll be fun. 
The very next day, I'm taking Lane to school and he tells me, Alan, I want to move out with you guys. How did you find out that Jerry and I are moving out? Oh, his girlfriend Ashley told me. She went to school and she told everyone. So apparently, Jerry told his girlfriend Ashley. And Ashley told the whole school. Don't worry, Alan. I just want to move out with you guys. I have 10 grand saved up for my grandfather. I'll move out with you guys. It'll be three of us, you know? The three homies living together. I looked at Lenny and told him, dude, are you sure you want to move out? Yeah, it'll be fun. So I told Jerry. Jerry agreed. All three of us moved out. Then, who comes along? His girlfriend, Ashley. She told me she has a place right near her that has a townhome, which is for rent. As we show up there, we check it out. It looks nice and everything. I did not know this, but his girlfriend ends up being a member on our lease as well. I was disappointed. So now his girlfriend's going to show up every week, spending nights with us? Well, this is going to be fun. I recently got a job at Breda the Run, which was a local bakery slash restaurant in the city of Santa Clarita, thanks to him. It was a great opportunity for me. I really appreciate Jerry for that. I really treasured those moments. But Jerry and I did not see eye to eye. His girlfriend always got in between us. She wanted Jerry all to herself. She would like to visit a townhome, cook for us, and help us out. I appreciate her for that. But she'd always like to have tendencies of drinking and smoking weed. She got high half the times, and she enjoyed running up in stairs with a knife towards people. Yeah, she would grab a knife and run towards you. Or scissors. That's why we had all the scissors and all the knives hidden from her in a lock in all our cabinets. And here's the reason why. One day, I come tired after work. And she's sitting with her friend on the couch. As she gets up towards me, she's smiling, giggling. And I didn't see, but she had a knife towards her. I rush towards my room upstairs. I lock it. I block it with a kitchen chair. And I just sit on there. As she's trying to poke me with a damn knife or scissors, whatever she was holding, trying to stab me. She's trying to open a door, just budging the lock, trying to just jingle that lock open. And she's giggling. I thought to myself... What the hell is wrong with this chick? Why the hell is she trying to stab me? The moment Jerry got home, I was finally in relief. I told Jerry, dude, you need to control your girlfriend. She tried to stab me. What do you mean? She cuts his finger and he's like, ow. Dude, you need to take away that knife from her. We're all going to be injured. Then he got so scared, he locked his door and he started crying. Please, please don't hurt me. Please, Ashley, don't hurt me. I will never hurt you. From that day on, I always made sure to keep my doors locked and make sure Ashley was not high and drunk at the same time because I would be her very next victim on her hate list. A few days go by and I had a serious talk with Ashley. She tells Jerry what I told her and we're sitting down on the kitchen table and having a nice conversation. Alan, we really need to talk. What do you mean we need to talk? Dude. You need to understand that you're just being too much. Too much? What do you mean I'm being too much? Ashley's out of her damn mind. She almost tried to hurt me and Lenny. Dude, you need to understand. She's my girl. I'll do it her myself. You need to calm down, Alan. I need to calm down? I already got pissed off. I just went straight to my room and I locked my door in anger right at this point. As I sat down on my couch in my room thinking, dude... This is too much. I can't handle this. This chick's crazy. Jerry decides to open my door, and he shuts it. He told me, all right, 
We're going to handle this as men. He throws boxing gloves straight in my face, telling me, all right, let's square off. I thought, square off? We're going to fight this? Who fights in this kind of situation? Jerry tells me, I do. Jerry, I'm sorry about what happened at work today, but you're going to buy alcohol for minors. This is a very bad idea. You could get arrested by the cops. I don't want you to go to jail. You're my best friend. Alan, shut up and fight me. He threw a first punch and he missed. Dude, chill. Let's call a truce. Jerry, calm down, and we talked it through. A few months have gone by, and Lenny brings us a surprise home on New Year's Eve. Congratulations, we have our new roommate who's sleeping on our couch. Apparently, behind my back, I didn't know this, but Lenny and the new guy, including my best friend, Jerry, did not tell me that he's going to be living with us for free. Jerry didn't tell me of this stuff. So I was clueless. I thought, you know, he's paying rent. He's going to be pitching it for all the food because it's going to be extra mouths to feed this year. A few weeks go by and I become pre-equating with Gerald. He's a nice guy. He's trying to pay for as much food as possible. He's cooking for our whole family for free as a friend group. And I like the guy. He's very caring. But Jerry got super jealous. He became coming home drunk, exhausted, complaining about I hate working at this place, man. Everyone's a jerk. I just want to become a general manager, and I fire all these assholes. Dude, calm down. No, you don't tell me to calm down, Alan. Dude, everything's going to be fine. We just need to figure out our finances, and we'll be able to pay off the rest of the bills for the month. Okay, how are we going to find the money? Lenny brought us a new roommate, so now we have to pay more rent. Jerry, relax, man. You know, we still have to make YouTube videos. How are we going to do all this? Well, maybe we should bring Ashley back. No, do not bring Ashley back. We finally are able to invest roommates in peace. No, I'm going to call my girlfriend. It's going to be fine. No, dude, do not bring that crazy bitch back in the house. Don't you dare call my girlfriend a crazy bitch. You stupid-ass kid. You skinny-looking twig-looking motherfucker. Hey, don't call me that. You're being rude. You're being rude to my girlfriend. So I have the right, right, skinny boy? That's it. So we got tussling and we started punching each other. I got a black eye. He got a black eye. And we just went back to our rooms, sitting there, playing video games and being pissed off at each other again. A few days go by and Jerry and I are even talking to each other. So I decided to be the bigger man and tell Jerry, you know, I'm sorry. I was wrong. Let's just forget about all this and figure something out. Jerry confesses something to me. My girlfriend is stuck in the psych ward. Let's go pull her out. Let's do something about it. All right, let's go. We get in the car. We meet her there. The moment I get in there, she stares at me as if it was all my fault. Then we meet her two weeks later. She's still staring at me as if I did something to her that she ended up in this position. A few weeks go by and Jerry asks, Hey, Alan, if I throw a kickback, would it be cool? Yeah, man. If I have a few friends, it should be fun. We'll play some Mario Kart or something fun. But I did not know that the few friends invited more friends. So we had now 50 people in our house that same night. Then all of our coworkers that worked with us showed up in our house and they were minors, partying. Then a bunch of more minors showed up. So a total of 50 people partying in a small town home. The neighbors are complaining, but Jerry did not care. His girlfriend was there. She was making out with guys. She met out with a girl. Jerry was screaming. Woo, keep going girl, keep going. I thought to myself, this is a stupid idea. This is not going to end well. 
One of the guy approaches me and tells me, Hey, Alan, you know, you look like a smart guy. You want to go in business together? I told him, no, man, I'm good, you know. I don't want anything to do with you. Just enjoy the party and get the fuck out of my house when you're done. But that same moment, Jay interrupted and told the guy, Hey, man, look, I have an idea. How about if you invest into my idea? Oh, Jerry, what idea is that? I have an e-commerce store, and I can make you tons of money. You know, you invest your money into my business, and I'll make you lots of money. I don't know jack shit we're doing. Shut up, Alan. This is a great opportunity for me to make some extra cash. We're financially struggling. All right, man, it's fine, whatever. I just shut up, and I walked away. They're having a nice conversation as I'm sitting in the corner listening to everything that's happening there. He tells the guy, All right, you give me five grand, and you give me what you have, and I'll make you guys tons of money. I'll make you guys' money grow to 20 grand each. Whoa, you guys can make lots of money for us? All right, cool. And he asks, what kind of business is this? And Jerry replies, it's the e-commerce store, man. We're going to make lots of money. As I was sitting in the chair, just watching everything unfold in front of my eyes, I already knew that Jerry was getting involved with some shady characters. I told him, hey, man, I need to have a conversation. You said, pull him to the side. What are you doing? I'm making us some extra money, Alan. No, this is very dangerous, man. These people are drug dealers. They're going to have our asses if we don't have their money. Don't worry, Alan. Everything's fine. No, it's not, man. If something happens to even me, I'm blaming you. Alan, we'll make lots of money. We'll be millionaires. Relax. I thought to myself, oh boy, this is going to end pretty bad. Jerry went back to the kids and told them, hey, man. Yeah, just give me the money. I'll save it for you in my safe. Jay put the money in the safe, which I bought a couple months ago, which was supposed to be for our YouTube channel, just to do a challenge. And he put their money in there. A total of $10,000 accumulated from both guys, five grand each, in the safe. And those guys were always asking me after a few months gone by, Hey man, where's the money? Where did the money go? They called me. I don't know how the hell they got my number. They were trying to get a hold of Jerry. Hey, tell Jerry, I want my money soon, man. I want to see how much profit I gained. A few weeks go by, and eventually, the guys show up at my shop, ready to break my legs. And yes, those guys had bats, because they wanted their money back. My manager's at the store. It's closing time. I'm about to leave, and so is Jerry. They meet both of us there. Hey, man, where's our money? You owe us money. We invest into your business. We want to see our profits now. I don't have your money. I don't know what you're talking about. In front of my manager. He told the manager to call the cops. The guys got scared. They got in the cars and left. The next day, Jerry was freaking out because he saw that the money was gone out of the safe. Alan? Yeah? Did you take the money? What money? The 10 grand, man. What 10 grand? He was already accusing me that I took the money. No, no, I'm not accusing you. Someone took the money out of the safe. And I want to know who. Because... I don't want to get my legs broken, man. Then why would you even ask some kids to invest into your e-commerce business? That's the stupidest idea ever. Alan, shut up. Help me find the money before it's too late. Too late. Too late. Too late. Too late. I was freaking out because I don't want to get my legs broken by some stupid kids. After 10 minutes, Jerry finally calmed down. Just forget about the money. Everything's going to be perfectly fine. Then the following day, Jerry gets a phone call from the guys. Hey, man, where's our money? We want the money back. You know what? I have an idea. How about you double your investment? Yeah, and what's that going to do for us? 
So these guys didn't know what was going on. Jerry was just tricking them to invest more money into his business, which was just a complete failure. He knew nothing about e-commerce. And I was the person who studied business. So this guy was just a complete buffoon. Later that same week, I find Jerry locked in the bathroom on a Saturday off, just sitting there, drinking, and contemplating about his mistakes. I knock at his door, replying, Jerry, are you in there? Let me in, man. I'll try to help. Get out of here, Alan. I don't need anyone. I don't need you. And all I could hear is just this vomity sound in the bathroom. I decided to break the door open. Oh, well, you know, there goes our safety deposit. I decided to be a good friend. You know what? You need to figure out about your girlfriend. If she dumps you, you need to just move on. He got mad at me. He pushed me to the door, screaming, You don't understand, man. I love this girl. You will get past this. You definitely will, because you're my best friend. Jerry and I hug it out, and we decide to go sit on the couch and just chill out and forget about this day even happening. Well, things can't get any worse than they are now. Am I right? Well, I was wrong. Because our neighbors apparently filed five noise complaints due to the parties for two weeks straight, which meant at the beginning of September, both Jerry, Lenny, and myself got kicked out for being terrible neighbors during the pandemic. Jerry's mom called Jerry telling him, You know, son, maybe you should come back home. Jerry invited me to go back to his place and live with him. I told him I don't think it's a good idea. His mom on the phone said, Yeah, bring your friend Alan. I really like that dude. I think he needs a place to live. How about maybe we help him out? So, I got invited to his mom. Thanks to his mom, I had a place to go to. We lived at his mom's house. It was kind of small, and it was pretty nice. We lived with him and his siblings. We slept on the couches. Jerry would always complain about how the couch was painful. He can't sleep on a small couch. So he would kick me off with the big couch because he wanted more room because he was the man of the house, so-called. I noticed that Jerry was actually pretty lazy. He would never do chores around the house to help out his mom. But he always say, Mommy, can you please feed me? I love my mommy. My mommy's the best. Whenever anything happens, she'll protect me. I looked at Jerry and thought to myself, Wow, he is very dependent on his mother. This is sad and pathetic. A month has gone by, and Jerry's happy the way he's living. His girlfriend Ashley's showing up in the van. They're having sex. And I'm just sitting, reading some books, trying to enjoy my day off. Suddenly, I get a call in from work. Oh, you need to come in. It's an emergency. Apparently, one of the people that was supposed to work the shipment shift quit. So, I had to replace them. Jerry's working that same day. He's training some new hires that are going to be working in the local stores near us. Within 30 minutes into my shift, as I'm putting away the frozen meats into the rightful places, suddenly a canned juice falls off of the top shelf, hitting me on the head. I end up on the ground and I barely manage to exit the freezer. And that's how I got my concussion. And then I asked Jerry, hey man, you know, can you take me to the hospital? I really got hurt. Jerry was just standing there and training people, ignoring me. I waited outside, and I got picked up by a friend to take me to the ER. I waited in the emergency room for a couple hours. Jerry didn't even call me to check up on me. I felt kind of upset, you know? What best friend doesn't check up on his friend that gets injured at work? After five hours have passed, I finally get seen by a doctor and they sent me home. They told me, you know, one of my friends has to monitor me. They don't fall asleep. 
just in case something happens because it's a concussion. When my friend dropped me off from the hospital back at home, I asked Jerry, hey, can you check up on me that I don't fall asleep at night? Because the doctor says I need to be monitored so nothing gets worse in my brain. Dude, who the hell cares about your problems, man? That's kind of funny. You're pathetic. You got hit on the head with a stupid object? What's wrong with you? You're so pathetic. You're a baby, man. You need to suck it up. You're not a man. You're a pussy. Dude, it's painful. You try getting hit by an object on the head. It's not nice. You just need to grow up. You're being a big baby. The big baby needs his bottle. Stop, man. That's not funny. I didn't really know that Jerry is such an attention whore. I didn't know that. You know, it was kind of surprising when I found out. He got mad that I was injured because I had a concussion. He only thought about himself, no one else. Then he decides to invite me after a few days. I'm still feeling dizzy, laying on the couch. I told him, hey, I can't do anything. Come on, Alan. Stop being a big baby. Come with my friends. We're going to go hang out. I'm not hanging out with our coworkers. They're not our friends. They're just using you for alcohol and free stuff. They're going to go get tattoos. We could get matched tattoos, Alan. Why would I get tattoos? Fine, Alan. Just be a big baby. And he slams the front door. I began feeling that my best friend was vanishing in front of my own eyes. A few days after, when I was feeling better, Jerry decides to ask me in a car, Hey, I need new tires for my car because I've been taking you to work and everything. Okay, well, I'll help you as much as I could with gas, but I'm not paying for your tires. Come on, man. You need to give me some money. I'm your best friend. I thought you were investing into our friendship. I'm investing into our friendship? I finally managed to fix my car and you're asking me for money. Isn't that kind of being selfish, bro? No, I'm not being selfish. Jerry got so mad they decided to tell his mom, Alan's not giving me money for gas, mom. Please, you have to convince him. Jerry's mom and I have a conversation about money. I explained to her I make less money than Jerry. He's a manager. I make practically nothing. And he could pay for his own car. Then she goes back to Jerry. Jerry confronts me again, telling me, Alan, you owe me money. You owe me money for everything. I owe you money for everything? Give me an example. Well, best friends are supposed to help each other, Alan. Do you understand that? Yeah, I understand. But you're demanding me money. Well, you live here for free. Yeah, but I help around. You just go hang around with your girlfriend and fuck her. And you don't even help your own mother cook or do anything here. I do everything practically. Pay for your bills, take your birth to school. Oh, come on, man. I'm your best friend. No, dude. You need to figure out this on your own. I reinvest into the YouTube stuff. Whatever about YouTube, man. I need this. This is personal. Okay, well, you make more money than I do. Pay for your own stuff. I make less than you do. Three times less. So it's kind of sad. You're asking me for money. That's not true, Alan. I know you're hiding money from me. Why would I have money from you? I'm completely broke. I just paid money to fix my own car, which engine was dead. I spent $3,775 just to fix my piece of shit car. Why would I be lying to you? You're fucking lying, Alan. I know it. I'm not, man. Trust me. I'm being honest with you. Jerry storms off and shuts the front door again. It's about now to be Christmas. And Jerry and I haven't talked for a while. So I decide to do something nice. I go to our storage unit and I decide to clean up and throw away all the junk we don't need. That same night I show up home and I'm about to tell him the good news. 
he gets in a fight with me. He's all mad and aggressive because he has to go to work the next day on Christmas. And who wants to work on Christmas? So he jumps at me. We get in an argument. He kicks me out of the house on Christmas. You know, that's what I get for being a good friend. Then the following week, I come back. Look, man, it's, it's okay. It's going to be fine. No, you owe me money. You live here for free, Alan. I demand money from you. I got no money whatsoever. I swear. You're lying, Alan. I'll see by the end of the week. If you're really my best friend, you'll have the money. Next week arrives, as you know it, and Jerry's still mad at me. I show up at his front door. He has to have the money. I tell him I don't. Then he tells us to come in, and we have to have a nice conversation. So I'm sitting there. It is New Year's Day now. And he's telling me, Alan, what did you do? What did I do? You're a traitor, you know that? Why? Because you told my girlfriend how you felt about me. I told her how I felt about you, dude, because, you know, you're being crazy. You're obsessing over money. You're not thinking straight. You think YouTube works in one night? It doesn't work one night. It takes years. Shut up, Alan. You don't know anything about me. I'm going to be an amazing musician. You're just a piece of shit person with a shitty personality. You're negative, And you're such a waste of my time. I don't want to be friends with someone like you. You're a user. You use people for money. You lie and deceive everyone. And you're a scumbag. Who even wants to be friends with a piece of shit like you, Alan? You know what? I'm not a traitor. I tell your girlfriend the truth. Because I was sick of the way you treat me. You treat me like dirt. You always put me down. And you always think you're above everyone. It's not true, man. You need to come down to earth. Because the truth is, you're not better than me. Everyone's equal. That's not true. I was always better than you at work and life and everything. Well, if you're so better than me, why the hell did you not go to college? Why are you still working at a crappy-ass place? How dare you? Then he throws his hands at me. His mom stops both him and myself from further injuring ourselves. I put my hands on my head. And Jerry applies. Alan? Get the fuck out of my house. And he points towards the front door. Why? You're not my best friend anymore. You're a traitor to this family and to me. Get out. I don't care what happens to you. If he gets sick because of the pandemic, I don't want you coming back here. I never want to see you ever again. Our friendship is dead. I thought we were best friends. I thought so too, Alan. But you're a traitor. I can't be best friends with a traitor. Now get the fuck out of my house and never show up here ever again. And don't let the door hit you on the way out as well. I couldn't believe it. I officially got kicked out of a house. It was even Jerry's place, but he kicked me out. His mom wasn't kicking me out. Jerry told me to get the fuck out. So I left. I got in my car on New Year's Day, and I drove off. It was 12 o'clock at night. I was sitting in my car in a nearby park, crying, had no cell phone connection, my phone was about to die, no money for food, and I slept in my car until the very next day of work. I show up, and this piece of shit has the balls to ask me, how am I doing? Deep inside, I wanted to beat the shit out of Jerry, but I held myself back. I decided to be the bigger man, and I just told him, I'm doing fine. After two days, my uncle gives me a call, and I drive to his place to have a nice conversation. I hope everyone had a wonderful time listening to this episode. One thing I want to tell you guys before you leave, make sure to treasure those true best friends. They're the people who'll be there for you in the time of need. They'll listen to anything that's going on in your life. 
and they'll try to understand and help you any way possible. Those are your real best friends. Everyone have a wonderful night. I'll see you guys on the next episode. The Midnight Bar signing off. Until next time, where we talk about the Burn Friends giving.